0: Back to Off the Bar podcast. I'm Connor O'Brien. Today I'm joined by Michael Figueroa and Chris Will. Uh, today we're continuing needs and wants for the Premier League. Uh, we're looking at some teams outside of the top six. We're going to look at Wolves, West Ham, Leicester, Aston Villa, Everton, Leeds. One other one at the bottom of my page that is slightly out of view because it's a two page document. Uh, yeah, Newcastle is the other one. Let's just dive right in, guys. You want to start us off, uh, Michael? West Ham needs and wants.
1: Why are you starting me with West Ham? Chris is a Why am I'm like starting
0: you with West I started with Aston Villa. I'm once. West Ham. Are you West Ham? Did I say I'm West Ham? West you did I'm say West. Before I said Aston Villa. Oh, geez. I'm the it's same
1: okay. team same color, but different. Same, it's the same, but different. Don't worry. Same, same so, same. so, so I mean, if we take a look at West Ham, obviously a pretty decent season, um, finishing in the seventh spot, getting a spot in conference league, Um Not too bad considering how they did in, in Europe this season. Um, I think we definitely saw a major leap from Jared Bowen. Um, Mm. I think he kind of came on as a superstar this season. Um, Obviously some people on this pod, that person being Rafa had him in the best 11 for premier league, which you can't really fight because he had a good season. Um, But I think when we look at the squad as a whole and how they're going to move forward, They definitely have some solid pieces when you look at Declan Rice, Antonio, and Bowen. Like, I think those are solid things to build on. Um, Young goal scorers, developers, uh, Rice in the middle kind of controls things very well. Um, I do think that we'll see an upgrade in the defense without any moves being made, because now Kurt Zuma has had a full season under his belt there with West Ham after having not really played with much consistency when he was at Chelsea. So now he's at West Ham. He has a season under his belt. Hopefully can continue with some momentum going forward to kind of bolster up the defense that did give up 51 goals in the league this season. So I think when you're looking at that aspect of things, it'll be okay. Like I think they have places they can work with but I do think you need to get some more help up top while scoring goals wasn't necessarily the problem. I think when you're looking at consistency, Antonio had like a lot of injury problems and fitness problems uh, throughout the season. So if you can get someone to kind of back that up, I think it'd be great. So when I'm looking at like specific names, I think if they can keep Jesse Lingard, and like buy him from United or get him to sign with them, that'd be great. I'm hearing some like rumors of like he's hearing out some MLS clubs, but if they can keep him away from the United States and keep him at West Ham, I think that'd be great Um, either as an attacking mid in their midfield in front of Rice or even as like just another attacker in general, you know, move, go into the nine, something like that. Um, but I think you could also look at other wingers that have had success in the Premier League. Um, I think if you look at a guy like Martial, went to La Liga this season, didn't really play and do that much, but has played in the Premier League before, has had success, is young. I think if you get him to come back with a different like passion to play, I think that could work. And maybe even you look at Chelsea and look at Christian Pulisic's situation. What is he doing? Obviously, there's a lot of talk about him moving. Maybe it's Juventus. Maybe it's not. Maybe he stays in England. I think that's someone that, you know, again, has premier league experience because with clubs like this, you don't really know how a young person is going to do moving from like an outside league to the premier league. How are they going to fare? So I think if you can get a young person that has played in the premier league before and has that on their resume, I think that's something that West Ham can definitely look towards. Um, I think with the success that they've had playing in Europe, they have the financials to kind of go out and be a little aggressive for those types of things. So that's where I think West Ham needs to go because I think everything else is pretty solid in terms of young players, players that are developing, players coming up through the academy and stuff like that.
0: I mean, when I think of Jesse Lingard, I think that'd be a perfect signing for you know, or for West Ham. I think he's <laughs> spot on with that. They really struggled. I think the way they play that 4-2-3-1 and they just not having anybody like consistent up the middle, I think really hurt them last season. So I think that would be perfect for them. I don't know, Pulisic might price them out, though. He only. might. He he
1: might. honestly might, but I don't see them making any other crazy moves that they couldn't like take a risk like that. I mean, if he's gonna cost them, like, I'd probably say if it's gonna be over fifty million, maybe not. But if it's anything less than that, I mean, we just uh, Raheem Sterling is reportedly agreed um to terms with Chelsea. And apparently that fee is going to be around 44 million. Obviously, but that's like a different caliber player. I mm. think Raheem Sterling's probably a much better level in terms of like things he's shown on the field at least playing yeah. with City. Um so if even if Polistic's around that area, I don't see how West Ham would not at least pursue it. And I don't know if even I don't even know if Polistic wants to stay if he's not going to stay at Chelsea, does he want to stay in England at all? Maybe he wants to go play with his buddy Weston McKinney at Juventus. I think that would also be a pretty decent fit for him. Um, but it's something to look at. I think it's something that could work.
0: Yeah, put him in as a make weight in the Delic deal to Chelsea. That's kind of what Juventus is wanting. Apparently, him or Timo Werner, and they prefer Pulisic. That's really interesting to me to see where those guys would end up. Where Chelsea's. Sort of like fodder guys would end up, how that would impact other clubs in the Prem. Uh speaking of other guys that could go from Chelsea to I don't know what this transition is because I don't have a player in mind. Uh this is getting cut right out. Uh to move on to maybe Leicester City, for example, a team that's had former former players go to Chelsea, like we just said, Danny Drinkwater, uh, most notably. Of course, there's no other Leicester players that have ever gone to have success. <laughs> none. Um, none, none. That guy is so, so nasty. Yes, Michael. What are we thinking about Leicester this year?
1: Um, well, Leicester last year was a disappointment. They finished top eight in the table last um, this season. After finishing pretty high last year and making it into like European competitions, they just left. They literally are one spot out of every European competition. They're not even make in the Conference League. And that was disappointing for them, especially since they made it to the semis in the Conference League, losing out to the number champions, Roma. Um, I think Leicester is going to have a difficult summer because it seems like Telemens is looking to leave. Arsenal has been eyeing him since God knows how long. And they've made bids recently and his, um, his contract ends next year. So he's cheap also. So he can be like a pretty cheap buy for any club that wants to pick him up. So I think that's going to really affect the next season. While it seems like they're still going to keep James Madison, um, obviously Jamie Vardy is literally a Leicester player for life, so he's not going to go anywhere. And Harvey Barnes, who was their top assistor last year for a 10 assist, was fantastic. So um, seems like Leicester has to make some signings, I would say, in the midfield section maybe even bump up their defense because it was very lackluster last year. They allowed a little bit too many goals, if you can ask me. Um, but, yeah, I feel like that's the that's how Lester needs to look at their summer. We need to improve our defense. We have a pretty solid offense. They have of a bun- a abundance of young talent in their disposal. They just need to make sure they keep developing it, which is something that Leicester has done pretty well, especially with, you know, especially Danny Drakewater. You know, he went to Chelsea, had a fantastic career with <laughs> Chelsea and the national team, right, Connor? <laughs>
0: Yeah, the uh, I mean, it's the Chelsea loan army, of course. Like those guys, just, it's the character of the club. We sign big guys, and then they half the time they end up the next season just on loan to like Trabs and Poor or like uh, like reading. Oh, whoop. Yeah. Whoa, we'll Whoa, hey, oh, whoa, whoa, no, whoa. No, diss on, no diss on the championship, no diss on the championship, but you know, the Chelsea loan army has some effects, but. I mean, going back to Leicester, like Michael, I love that you pointed out the defense because Leicester's defense was atrocious last year. And it's weird too because they have good defenders. Like Fofan is very good. is good. But Narek is good. Like they Johnny Evans is old, but he's good. Like there's like that back line has good players. Like, what do you think needs to change in that defense to solidify it? You think it's signing somebody else, or do you think it's like a coaching thing?
1: It could be a little bit of both. Hmm. Um I, I will argue that I don't think – I'm not very sold on Brendan Rodgers as a manager. Um, he was not that – he was he was what I thought was holding Liverpool back back then, and it proved that once he was gone, it got better for them. And I feel like Leicester, after having a fantastic season last year, it's kind of disappointing how they've been performing this year. And mm-hmm. I think it might need to be a change of managerial status at that point. Um, obviously, I would also say please go for another defender if you want to improve your team. But I wouldn't say, you know, Brandon's Rogers time at Leicester, if he doesn't perform really well early in the season next year, it will be limited because they underperform massively. I remember last season, everybody was saying that after Leicester won the FA Cup, they're like, this is the new Big Six. Leicester is in the Big Six officially. Mm-hmm. And it seems like last season they just were kind of forgotten about. That was everybody's favorite underdog team. And now they're kind of like disappeared away. Like, they got snapped away by Thanos. (laughs) It's uh, every other year, Lester, they're good. Every other year. Every August, they have a good year, and then they offload their team, and then they get young guys, and it's just, like, rinse and repeat. Mm -hmm. I I honestly – I think Lester had a season that's pretty on par with what you would expect. I mean – we can say that like top 16, top 16, let's be real. They're, they're not a top six team. So I think finishing around that seven or eight spot is pretty much where it's expected for them. Um, Because like we said, they're not the team that's going to like build a really good team and then build on that the next season, because as a business that this sport is like they got to offload players, they're going to make some money. Um, And I think just Lester's development in general is just, pretty good in comparison to other teams um I feel like they always like reload with young talent I think when you look at their roster now you look at guys like Pat Daka or Wilfred and, and Didi. like those are really two like the players that seem to just come out of nowhere and like they start performing at Leicester and they show really good promise um so I think like that seven or eight spots about where I expected them to go if they perform, if they do any better than that, then I think that's a really good season for Leicester. If they do anything less than that, then I think that's a disappointing season.
0: Yeah, I agree with something you said about um, Leicester kind of becoming like the young guys leave and all that. They're sort of becoming like a Dortmund where they just kind of exist mm-hmm. to like farm their young players out to like bigger clubs. Like it's, it is really interesting to see how like with Dortmund being the status of, like the number two in Bundesliga and not really having that in the top six in Prem is so hyper-competitive. Mm-hmm it's interesting to see the Lester's kind of starting to
1: take on that role as like the farm out club. And you know, what's wild. I think people often forget about this is that Lester city made the world think that Harry Maguire was like the best defender in prem. <laughs> I don't even know how that
0: happened. Dang, wrong. What a, that's that might be the crime of the century. Is like the, the 80 mil for Harry Maguire has got to be the biggest ripoff ever in soccer. Oh, wait,
1: very- wait a minute. Wait a minute. Are we Wait, just going to disregard Lukaku this season? Are we well, just going to skip back over back. that? We got
0: 10 mil back for him.
1: Oh, oh you're right. What is, what is
0: United going to give back for Harry Maguire?
1: <laughs> Maybe like 20 mil, I'll say. No. I think it's not for No, he'll years. leave on a free transfer. <laughs> that's a, that's a free I don't transfer. think anyone's that's buying him.
0: It's a free transfer to the whole city. <laughs>
1: I think Chelsea. I remember correctly. I saw a video the other day that was talking about transfer records and how like teams that sell players and buy players, like what their like loss rate is. Mm. I think Chelsea has the worst in the last decade. They had a they had a one point five billion dollar loss in the transfer market, which is is normal for big clubs, mm. but you're you're the worst at it. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean that's fair. Like we don't really, when a player starts playing bad for us, we don't like resell him, and we don't really sell any of the young guys. We just kind of like loan, keep loaning them out until their contract ends. I don't know. I mean, also part of the deficit is us signing a new striker every year, and they're terrible, and then we inevitably sell them.
1: Yeah, it's kind of, it's Im- it's sad for you guys. <laughs> I'm, I'm Honestly, there's a
0: guys. lot of not. Just, people just need to keep taking the number nine when they come to Chelsea. That's it. If that stops, like if, if like Ronaldo comes in, like I keep seeing on like Sky Sport, which is not going to happen. There's no way he's coming to Chelsea, but he cannot take the nine. So, he so here, two. so
1: when he when he takes the seven, how do you think that conversation goes when he goes up to Conte and is like, "Yo, That's I hate good. to break
0: it to you." That's the all time easiest conversation because it's Conte. That's a. Hey, what if Conte, to- what I, if Conte? What
1: if Conte like stands up to him and he's like, "No." He's like looking up like this because
0: Conte's like five six.
1: But and then Conte's like, what are you going to do about it? Try bash me in the media, my guy. Good luck. He's too low, he's too well liked. He's the most Conte likely guy in the not like it- going to happen. Conte's a very sweet, be like, hi, Cristiano. <laughs> okay. <laughs> He'll probably still get the number. I think Ronaldo would be like, Ronaldo would talk to him and be like, he's too nice. I'm taking number 17. That's okay.
0: <laughs> no, I mean, if Ronaldo wanted a real challenge, he would end the Chelsea number nine curse and just take the number nine upon himself. He would be, in my he's opinion, not- if he can go have like a 20 goal score season in Prem with the Chelsea number nine, he's the, like he's undisputed goat. <laughs> I would change my messy, I would change my messy takes so fast if Ronaldo comes in and scores twenty for Chelsea with the number nine.
1: The fact that Ronaldo's staying in like freaking <laughs> CC United, he'll be the goat already. <laughs> I don't think they're gonna let him go. I don't know. He should go somewhere like a completely different country, like Portugal or something. Just, just go don't back go back.
0: Go back to sporting and go have like a 30-goal season for like three years in a row and then retire.
1: Yeah, I feel like it's it's so – like he's at the part with his career where he's like, I don't want to – like you don't need to do anything else. You already won like three Champions League Real Madrid. The only thing you need to do is win a World Cup, which this is your last chance this summer. You have nothing else to prove. No one else wants – no one else expects more of you. People always like – obviously there's a GOAT debate with Ronaldo and Messi. Which, you know, I'm already, like, fatigued by that argument. I'm like, dude, like, these people were, like, I, it's already the end of the era. We're not going to see Ronaldo or Messi competing the way they did in Real Madrid and Barcelona. Yeah, so I mean, we have yeah. to just kind of enjoy what we experienced and stop complaining because their time's up.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, that go is over. It, it feels like that, like, like Messi and Ronaldo will never win another Boulon or which I feel like is perfectly fair, considering they've just, it feels like to me... In terms of like Messi's quality and in terms of like Ronaldo's like impact, they've just really dropped off.
1: And then I, I disagree though. From, yeah. I think if, if Messi like has a good season with PSG, which he can. Mm. And if Argentina win the World Cup, which they are one of the favorites to do so, that will put him in front row. Just just on the hype alone of he is as a player, if he does, like, the bare minimum of the clubs, they're like, okay, we're going to, like, this guy's amazing again. Like, last season was abysmal for him. He was yeah. not happy in Paris. But he was performing really well for Argentina. This is probably the strongest Argentina team we've seen with Messi. And this is a – he has a very – I think if you look at the path he can have, it won't be super difficult to get to the finals. Mm. So it's possible that, like, they can win the World Cup. Um, I I don't think it's gonna happen, but if he do, if it does happen, I wouldn't doubt Messi being like winning his other Ballon d'Or because that's just how it usually goes. If a player does well in the World Cup, they're like, okay, here's the Ballon d'Or, you totally deserve it. Blah blah. Yeah, it's the Jorginho vote. Yeah, it'll just it was- be interesting with the timing of the World Cup and seeing what what different type of weight it holds, considering that just with the timing of voting and all that type of stuff with it being in like the fall winter time it'll kind of be at the front end of because it's by a season timeline now right yeah 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 so it'll kind of be at like the front end of the year so like by the time like voting happens it may like have been forgotten or lost a little bit of weight just based on recency bias because um, with it normally being in the summer, it kind of happens like right when that voting happens. So we'll see. But but thing- speaking <laughs> of Argentina, shout out to Di Maria making that move to Juventus. I'm honestly so excited to see him play there and finally like get out of PSG. Like I'm I'm honestly excited for that.
0: I mean, Vlad, it's, it's his biggest problem was that he had nobody to pass on the ball. So now he is like one of the best playmakers in the world. Behind him, Kiez is coming back. Like that front three, that whole Juventus team. That might Paul be Paul
1: Pogba in the middle. McKinney. Yeah. Mm. That's a. They're I, not bad. That's a champions.
0: Pretty good. Champions like sleeper. I think. I think they can win the whole thing,
1: dude.
0: That's a good. They're squad. not bad. If they get another. Yeah. Alvaro
1: Morata probably.
0: <laughs> well, they got rid of Morata.
1: <laughs> they finally did, right? Yeah. <laughs> the biggest. Um. Apparently, like. Money laundry scheme in the world of soccer. <laughs> I'll to Prada,
0: getting a fifty mil transfer every two years
1: <laughs> to like a big club, and he's like, okay. I wouldn't be surprised if he goes to England next. I feel like I he was in Arsenal's radar at one point because we we obviously need a striker, and I'm like I'm like he's okay, but like like why would you spend fifty million dollars on him? You know, uh, ten mil move to Wolves. Yo, you stole my topic. I was going to say that. Speaking
0: of Wolves. Darn.
1: Wolves. Wolves. If I had to pick a team to support in Premier League, I'm picking freaking Wolves because why not? Adama Traore is a freak of nature. I love watching him play. I love playing with him in FIFA because he's a freaking beast. I'm so glad that he's going to be back from Barcelona for this season, I think uh what that they that wolves was definitely missing like that piece. Um, it was kind of like a weird move, like when that because he moved at the same time as a bumming, and it was like, Who is this Barcelona team that's like coming together middle of the season? He was there for like four months. Now he's back with Wolves. That's great, gonna be wonderful. We love to see it. Um, when we're looking at Wolves as a whole, they finished 10th. That's about where they've been finishing the last couple of years. Um, this is obviously Portugal 2.0 when you look at this team. So, you know, when you're looking at adding pieces, Cristiano Ronaldo's Portuguese. So, you know, what does that mean? Sui oh, that <laughs> That's for the
0: TikTok for sure. The wind doors.
1: Yes. <laughs> what is that? Ronaldo's from Portugal.
0: Ronaldo's Port- from
1: Portugal. Wolves is Portugal 2.0. The World Cup is coming up. Ronaldo wants out. What does that mean? Ronaldo has... What are they doing? Portuguese people and Wolves have feet. What are they doing? Anyway, back to mm-hmm. things that can actually happen. When we look at the goalie, they got great. Saw's so going to do fine. Going to continue to do fine. That defense in general, really, really good. When you look at the defense, 43 goals against better than some of the clubs that are going to play in Europe. So I think when you look at the defense, they're going to do just fine. They got pacey wingbacks that have done well. Tomato bully has done, has been solid. Cody's been really good. So I don't think the defense is really much of a problem. If they wanted to stay on the Portugal route, you know, they could look at like, mendez um, or something like that but i don't really think they need to do much there i think where the biggest problem comes in is going to be in the midfield and the attack so only 38 goals scored that's only above the three teams that were in the relegation zone which is not good for a mid mid table team definitely not for a team that's looking to get to europe 38 goals is simply not enough so if we're looking at players that you know could possibly help um Just looking at names and midfielders that, you know, could possibly be on a move and not anything that's like super like solid, like this person's trying to leave. But I think if you look at someone like Wijnaldum at PSG, played a lot, didn't have like the best season by his standards. I I still think he has a lot of like room to play and I think his play with the Netherlands is really good. Um, so with the poor first season, I think if they were to put him in there kind of as a more defensive mid when they have Moutinho and Neves, like, I think having a more like defensive minded or kind of holding mid like Wijnaldum would be pretty good. Um, even if they looked at a couple guys that are, you know, Portuguese, I'm sure they could find someone. Um, but even if you're looking at youngsters, um, I think the big name that comes up when you're looking at guys coming through the program, um, would be Morgan Gibbs, white, Um, He didn't play much. Well, obviously he was at Sheffield United this past season. Um, In 37 matches, he had 12 goals and 10 assists. So I think that's a good, solid building point for him to make the move to the Premier League. Um, Hasn't played much with the Wolves' first team. Only two games this past season with the the first team at Wolves, obviously getting moved to Sheffield United. Now he's back with Wolves. I would look to kind of see him as a 22-year-old, try and do something in that midfield, add a little bit of youth. Um, I think up top, when you look at Jimenez, I think coming back from his injury, um, obviously a very scary one. Um, he's, I think he's still kind of the guy. I think he still has like the ability to be a number nine in the Premier League. And I don't really think they need to be crazy making a move there. Um, Nato is coming back from an injury as well. So, I mean, it's a lot of like bolstering up that lineup without making any moves. Cause now you're looking at uh, Neto up top, with Jimenez and Adama Traore. I think that's a pretty good attack by, especially by middle table standards. Um, they could obviously make a push. Um, some guys that I, you know, looking at different message boards and different places that cover Wolves, um, they're talking about Guedes or Safarovic as possibly coming. Um, those are obviously good attacking options as well. Um, when you look at Safarevic, um, when he's been at Benfica, He's scored 20-plus goals in seasons where he's played over 30 games. Um, Last year, he only played 10, three goals, two assists. Not bad by just pure ratio standards, like 10 goals, Hmm. 10 games, ratio. Um, And then Guedes has done pretty good at Valencia uh, this past season, scoring 11 goals, six assists. Not too bad. Born in Portugal, it works. Portugal 2.0, get Ronaldo as well, and Wolves is going to Champions League. I think, um, well, I think that's a little bit much saying in Champions League, but I also think that, um, Wolves will probably need to upgrade their offense a little bit. I don't know. I feel like Humen, like especially particularly Jimenez, he's been really out of sync recently, and it's been more prominent to people that watch, um, Concacaf football, seeing how like he's not really performing for Mexico and Mexico. Well, Mexico in general have been pretty lackluster in their friendlies, which is crazy. But Jimenez has not been confident on top. And I feel like it will help Wolves out to get a young striker to come off the bench and slowly take his spot. Just in case. Because if he if it is, like you said, like maybe it's just a funk he's having and he can probably come back. He is probably Jimenez. He's proven himself in the Premier League. I If it's not that, it doesn't hurt to have, you know, someone young and up and coming to give him more minutes.
0: I mean, they have Fabio Silva that's supposed to be occupying that space, but he just – I don't feel like he's ever going to come through. I mean, he's been there, what, three years now? He has, like, three combined goals, all competitions. Like, he's just not – he's had a lot of opportunities to prove himself, especially when, Jim, when uh, Jimenez was out. I don't think he's taking op- like advantage of those opportunities at all. If, like, if I'm Wolves and Jimenez isn't going to play, I would just move Neto over to, like, striker and just play that way. Fabio Silva, I feel like, gives you nothing. I think it would – like Michael's saying, it would be really great for them long term, especially to like get a striker that's younger that can go and give you like 15, 20 goals a season.
1: Yeah, it honestly might be worth them looking to loan out Silva. Um, 22 matches last season, no goals and no assists is definitely not what you want to see from a guy that guy. Um, but he is only 19. I wouldn't necessarily, I'm, I'm definitely a big believer in not getting rid of young talent, but I am a huge supporter of loaning them out, get them experience somewhere else. They're doing good, bring them back, see if they can do it. Um, so it's definitely something you could do with him. They, they have a lot of young talent in general. Um, and they're all freaking Portuguese. Like, I don't know how they do it, but they just, it's just a straight pipeline and it's crazy. So I mean it would only be fitting for Ronaldo to go. I'm just saying, like finish it. I don't know. Get freaking his biggest challenge. Felix over there. I don't know. Like, watch a Bayern watch. <laughs> Felix no. I mean You wouldn't no. want him to Byron, Crystal. I mean, he can come to Bayern, that's fine. I you don't mean, want your you don't want your no. dad to go back to Byron? Oh, you're talking about Ronaldo. I thought you were talking about yeah. Joe Felix. I was like, uh, I don't know. Like, no, i talking about Ronaldo. Dude, if Ronaldo came to Bayern, that'd be great. I wouldn't mind that at all. I mean it's Except I mean, Ronaldo. I think I think Robert Lewandowski's at a better point in his career, but I think Ronaldo Ronaldo's gonna tear up Bundesliga, so oh. Plus yeah. apparently Lewandowski would rather die than play another season in Bayern. This Dude, morning. this this like blew up out of freaking nowhere. <laughs> like all of a sudden it was like, I hate this club. I can't do it anymore. Honestly, just like whatever you gotta do, just let me leave. And I was like, Oh my god, like, like sorry. A, a, was, like I don't know, I know where, where it came, work, came bro. from. But Jesus, <laughs> dude, like no. just started like completely destroying the club. It was like, oh my god, I'm sorry. Like I don't know what happened. It just blew up out of nowhere. But on oh, the bar, friends are like, we like you, please. It's like, oh. um, um. Man. Yeah. I think it's the fact that he saw Benzema gain like nominee for Ballon He's like, that's it. I give up. What else do I have to do? What else can I do? To- I don't know what I have to do yeah I, and you know what i honestly think it's best for his career because the knock on it so far when it comes to club play has always been like bundesliga is not that good like you're scoring who cares if you're breaking records bundesliga is not good like whatever the competition is not good so i would love to see him go you know la liga premier league something like that you know see him play against like really good competition day in day out so i think, I think it's best for him told me this stat that like the last player to win a ballon de oro that wasn't in La Liga was Caca because he won it when he was in Milan. Every other player since then, or I think it was Ronaldo when he was in United, but like every other player since then has been in a La Liga team, whether it's uh, Madrid or Barca. And that's it, <laughs> it's just been Madrid or Barca. It's been Ronaldo, Messi, and then Modric, who mm. was in Madrid too. Messi, sure, he won it. Mm while he was in PSG but it wasn't for what he did in PSG it was what he did in Barcelona the year before and when he did part of Tina. so like I think it's kind of like Lewandowski's like you know what like I've had it I do everything I try my hardest and I don't win this like trophy and no one's gonna give me the credit for it I'm gonna go to the league that can actually like give me the clout to do it because Bayern kind of holds a monopoly in like the Bundesliga right now it's insane like you guys are way too good in that league yeah, and the last time someone from Bayern Munich won the prestigious award, it was considered West Germany, and it was 1981 and 1980. So probably not happening anytime soon. The last time it was even in Bundesliga was 1996. So yeah, probably not, because I'd imagine in terms of competition level, Bayern has only separated themselves much further from the rest of the competition since then so if he wants to get those individual awards individual accolades the recognition he deserves definitely got to go somewhere else as much as that sucks to say as a fan of the team you know i respect it like he's given like enough to this team um, to earn kind of the right to leave so i think i think it might affect your your team you might win the league like you know two weeks ahead instead of a month in advance (laughs) you know yeah you know water, it might make awesome. it a little bit more interesting honestly Dortmund's team is not bad either I honestly think they've gotten better this season um yes. despite the fact that Holland's left like I think they've upgraded you know they got the German duo at center back like they got um a from um is it Ajax right he's at Ajax yeah that's what yeah. I
0: thought
1: I, mean, uh, I think know. I, um i And you know what that's just like what Dortmund does they just like you know dish out players for way more than they bought them for and they reload and I think they've gotten better as a whole this offseason so you know I'm gonna pull a little rafa here and try and like use reverse psychology but you know don't be surprised if Dortmund wins Bundesliga this year I'm just saying
0: I mean the reverse psychology is strong in this podcast like if we're talking about teams that could use some of that reverse psychology energy. Like Everton, for sure, needs to just get relegated. Oh, Everton! Are we gonna even oh like right,
1: when close. we were doing this, group
0: chat? I was wondering if Everton was even worth talking about because they were yes, they're They are it's definitely, some popularity, definitely. Yeah. but I mean, as if it, if I've ever seen a team that deserves to be relegated more than that's not a relegation zone like normal team. Everton needs to be relegated for purely for like character of the club and like. Like Alex Gordon in a championship, like just for respect on his name, he's, like a 15-15 season just playing in the championship against like Norwich City and
1: dude.
0: Like do you, do that you would think have been wild. That do you be...
1: think it hurts more the fact that like um Enchilotti literally left and won the Champions League while well, they like struggled to like not drown?
0: I mean, I don't what was he doing at Everton? Like like who that's like when um when yeah, Marshall went bad. to West Ham. Like that's like an agent move. That is not like Carly Isolotti probably thought he was signing up for like
1: well, Archelotti has, like, a very lucrative history against mm. Liverpool, so it kind of works out in a way. Plus, they didn't do that bad with him last season, you know, and then they picked up um some, some like, guy who played for Chelsea a while back who was not good at coaching. I forgot his name. Um, um Lampard? What's his name? Like Lampard? Said, he's, he looks like he's, Gerard, respect
0: him, man. He's responsible for Mason Mount's career. He's responsible for Tammy Abrams' career. He's responsible for Reece James's career. He did a yeah. lot in the club. We never we never finished outside top four with him.
1: He's re- he's responsible for Tammy Abrams leaving your club and actually winning a trophy. Yeah, I
0: was say. Ken, he got like, Tammy Abrams a trophy. He
1: got, he got him a trophy out of Chelsea. He
0: won he won us a Champions League by being so bad we had to fight we had to do a higher two goal.
1: And then you had to also <laughs> like purchase a, a stupid um, striker. But yeah, you know. Anyway, um, so, finishing 16th for offer.
0: Everton is not great and then having to hire frank lampard to get you out of a relegation zone what a miracle it was they didn't get relegated like genuinely <laughs> right. like everton is a team that is going to be like perpetually like in the like the six to like like 15 range and those' finished where it's random to almost get relegated and then to be like you know who's going to save us frank lampard is i mean that's bold you could say it's everton like crashing
1: bold. It's like having your boat have like your boat sinking, right? And you're like, mm-hmm. I know it will save us if we hit this iceberg in the sea.
0: I mean it's an Maybe, ice. What is an iceberg if not a cold island?
1: Exactly. Maybe we yeah. can survive with this giant iceberg in the <laughs> sea. That's what Everton thought. And you know, they 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 just missed it. They yeah. literally just missed it. And <laughs> which resulted in Patrick um, Vieira punching a fan, which was fantastic. Great Premier League football, very fun to watch. Um, yeah. and Richarlison actually is gone now from them. He's going to yeah. Tottenham because you know he thinks he's so much better than relegation. To- he's gonna. I mean, yeah, he's-
0: he said 73 no. Seventy-three million super seven uh, Spurs because there's no way he's starting.
1: No, he's not. He's not better than anyone else in that offense.
0: he's the backup striker. He's going into play. Richarlison's getting like a seventy-three million dollar move to go play cup games.
1: any <laughs> like? Dude, did you see that he suspended the first game after he threw that flare? Like they just oh, like, handed down the that? suspension that? for that.
0: Conte yeah. is gonna Conte's gonna bench him for like fifteen games. He can't quote can't build momentum or something. Like <laughs> he's just not gonna play. he's not gonna play like the first half of the season. He's not playing until like November. Dude, just oh.
1: imagine what would have happened to this team if a Richarlison wasn't on the team, and then B Jordan Pickford wasn't in goal.
0: <laughs> it would be <laughs> I mean- oh my god. I mean besides that like losing your best playmaker in Richarlison like that's a huge hole for them like going back to something uh Chris said about West Ham Jesse Lingard would fit perfectly into this team they need a guy that can go be a playmaker someone that can go up this like up the middle get goals get assists give Calvert-Lewin the ball like I feel like Lingard is going to be a guy we mentioned a bunch um for the rest of this episode is like somebody's like this team could use him like it's crazy to me that like Lingard is like going and checking out MLS clubs right now just because I feel like there's so many prem teams that can genuinely use a guy like Lingard.
1: <laughs> you know what I was remembering for some reason? Where I was thinking of players at Everton. I remember uh, Dele Alli isn't there, and I remember seeing when Marine, in the Mourinho video where he was in um, coaching Tottenham for All or Nothing for Amazon, mm. where he's like, "You're lazy. You don't <laughs> <It's> just like person <laughs> him out in front of the whole team." <laughs> Basically, so telling him like you're good but where were you what are you doing yeah i feel <laughs> like delhi
0: yeah i feel like delhi allen just like needs to go on like a crazy line like he's to gonna to, like turkey for a season and just like figure it out
1: no nah, it's like when you i say like i send think you send, out, like, send him to play. turkey i think you send him to turkey he's the type of player that he's not coming back to the premier league it's only okay. gonna get worse he's gonna go to turkey and then he'll go play for china and then yeah i just think
0: MLS, yeah
1: yeah i i don't think he'd be back i think i think it's yeah I know, he screams la galaxy though nah i see him yeah. going to like a D team in the mls like like freaking what's it called the, the new england revolution
0: no he's uh, that type uh, of player
1: he's chicago fire i'm not even Dude. sure if you
0: find boston or chicago on a map if it was labeled like these.
1: Wait, was it? No, it was Grealish that that video of oh, like, that, that point video to was, like oh, where wow. you live or something, and he was like, "This is England." <laughs> oh my God, no, I like, no Chan. I, I <laughs> You know what the funny thing is? Like, I, so I was like, I saw that, and then I, I was reading through the comments, and it's like, what people don't understand is that in England, like. All these players, like once they're like really good at like the sport at a very young age, it just take them out of primary school. Dude, like they haven't gone to school since they were six years old. Like they don't know why, Like some of them don't know how to speak a sentence. Like, <laughs> like, solid. like we think it's bad in the U.S. with like the one and done thing. We're like, oh, why do we have to make them go to college for a year? And then you, then you look at an occasional video like that, and you're like, oh, maybe it's better if they go to
0: school for a year. I mean, you imagine trying to talk to Grealish about like like someone serious. Like, imagine asking Griezesh about like, like the economy. If you said there's like, I just pay. He's
1: like, the only thing I know about the economy is that I'm making millions to sit on Man City's bench. That's what I'm doing.
0: Did you see him in Vegas?
1: I saw Neymar went to the World Series of Poker. What a weird turn up for Neymar! World Series of Poker is a weird.
0: It's <laughs> a weird event. Neymar's like, I got, I got to hit up the World Series of Poker.
1: It was, it was random. All of a sudden, I was just like driving along one day. Mm. I see the, not- the notification from ESPN. It's like, ah, eh, Neymar went to the World Series of Poker out on day one. It's like, ah, uh, that seems about fitting. He gets injured. <laughs> he gets injured. injured the he, just, he just someone, like, someone, like, calls him his bluff and he just goes, ah!
0: Yeah, he just <laughs> starts rolling on the floor. He gets a thumb ligament injury from, like, shuffling cards.
1: <laughs> does what he does in <laughs> the World Cup where he, like, spins 20 times yeah. on the floor.
0: Yeah. Pulls his thumb conveniently misses his sister's birthday like he does every year. He, I've never seen anybody that manages to get hurt on a specific day. Like he, he like like, <laughs> first, like second week of December, he is always hurt or suspended. There's, the, There's without, a lot of you know, players that do set that. That he will not play.
1: I gotta respect that though. Yeah. Like it's, he's committed to being there for his family, and that's it, family something. man. You know, I respect that. Yeah. And that's it, why need, it, yeah.
0: I mean, as a family man, that's why he needs to move to Newcastle. As a what a transition. Newcastle? Oh. What a transition, fellas! Wow, Newcastle. What is, the new like, man city? New Newcastle has the money. Came up, finished eleven, came out of relegation, got some big signings. Got um, Trippier, got Bruno Gomes. It's a promising team. They have a lot of promising guys. Just signed uh, Sven Botman from Leal. Signed Nick Pope from Burnley to be in goal. I feel like Newcastle, based on how they performed the second half of last season. Versus like what they can do, I feel like they could finish in a Europa League spot, and I feel like what they're missing is the guy. Just throw money at Neymar, say ne- Neymar, we will pay you whatever you want. We will do whatever transfer. Like just throw throw a hundred mil at Neymar and see what he says. He'll play in Newcastle. Just give
1: him a checkbook and be like, forever you want, man. It's the next
0: challenge. Like Neymar needs to figure out if he can play on a cold day in Stoke.
1: I don't. I don't think Neymar is going to leave um, PSG now. I feel mm-hmm. like. No. I don't know. It, it depends, you know, if, if Neymar gives, like, Mbappe a bad look in practice, then that can change it, obviously. I mean, but you
0: got be on the right side of Project Mbappe.
1: He, like, forgets to say hyper birthday hammer, like, something, like, stupid yeah. and then he just gets kicked out, you know? Yeah. It could be worth. like, <laughs> I, I think city, the, the new city is going to be Newcastle, and I, I think it's funny how Man City is the best team in Manchester right now. And Newcastle could be the best team in England with the name United in there. What is, Man you have now? What I are
0: they gonna have? Nothing if Ronaldo leaves. Yeah, we're about to have some national teams going on in like Prem. Like we're gonna have like Dutch national team at Manchester United. We're about to have like like a Portuguese national team at Wolves again. And as a what another? I, I'm killing transitions today. American national team at Leeds.
1: Boom boom. Tyler you let's go. Let's go. go. Leeds United. Let's go.
0: Disappointing season.
1: Finishing. Not anymore. Not anymore. Their savior is here. Savior's here. Sorry about Tyler Tyler Adams.
0: Tyler Adams, the most underrated defensive (laughs) mid in the world. You can't tell me he plays that good for the national team and he's not like a top 10 defensive mid in the world. This is a serious take, by the way. I'm not joking. Tyler Adams.
1: Top Top 10? I'm really glad Raph is not on this week because I, I didn't mean top it to ten. Hold on. You continue your sentence. Okay. You keep going. I'm gonna figure you, out you, you if Google he actually 10. is top ten. I
0: mean, there's two better ones on West Ham. Like he's. I think in terms of potential, I think he could very easily get to that top ten spot. But with when you look at Leeds, like two years ago with Marcel Bielsa, they finished ninth. Obviously, like in the relegation zone, Bielsa Bielsa gets fired. Little American flag from Michael. I
1: gotta get a salute real quick a couple of days after our 4th of july usa that's what's Fra- up fraud hall overseas right? we love america in america we criticize the government extensively We do. that's facts
0: <laughs> well, only we can make fun of
1: that i don't know i think beyond tyler adams though like
0: i think the bigger move might be brendan aronson because Brendan Aronson, I like, he's, he's incredible. If you watch him play, like, I really think, like, maybe maybe not this World Cup upcoming, but next World Cup, I could see him being the men's team's, like, best player. I really can't. Like, he's electric on the ball. He puts in a shift. He goes exactly – he's always exactly where he needs to be. And I think in terms of, like, like with leads especially, right, like, your biggest thing is, like, build momentum under Marsh, get Bamford healthy and get him back in the team. If you get that pure striker in there, you need someone to, like, give him the ball – I really don't believe in like having watched Rodrigo Moreno for Leeds a bunch I don't believe in him as like a he's in like a weird spot where he's not like an out and out striker he can't really play wing because he's he's not really good wide he's not really like developed enough as a passer to be like a um, an attacking mid so I feel like maybe he's just like a super sub and I don't really know what to do with him but if you look at that team like Marsh played a four two three one they kind of need an attacking mid they're playing Dan James there like Jamie Shackleton. A Lot of guys. Brendan Aronson, perfect player to put in there. Exactly who Jesse Marshall wants. He's getting Tyler Adams, take Calvin Phillips spot. The team will be good defensively. I honestly, I think they can go get an ECL spot. I think they can finish like 10th, end up in a European spot. That team's very talented. I think they can get there.
1: I think you're crazy. I'm just kidding. Actually, you're wrong. So I think you're stupid, okay? <laughs> so I so if we okay, so I'm just gonna reverse back to the top 10 center mm-hmm. defensive mid things. So not better than Conte, right? No, not better than Kimmich. No. I immediately
0: than, I immediately regret this. Not
1: better than Casemiro? No. Rodri. No. Fabinho? No. Busquez. No. I didn't think about uh, that. Think. That was seven, right? I think it's seven. That's that's six that I've named so far. Okay. Um what about Jordan Henderson? Bold take, don't yes. You, don't you dare. Okay. Bold take, yes. Uh We're get from Inter? No. Um, let's see. Koiberg from Tottenham. Yes. Fernandinho? Right now, yes. Axel Witzel? I don't think Axel I don't see Axel Witzel
0: as a defensive mid. I think. I, I, th- I think he's more of a box-to-box guy personally, and that's how I'd play him. But if I needed a defensive mid, I'd think I'd take Tyler Adams.
1: Okay. Declan Rice? No. Um, Emery Chan? Yes. Um, let's see. Thomas Parley?
0: Thomas Partey? Is that Partey, He's yeah. he's uh, Chelsea's, like, water boy, right?
1: That's the one that plays an arc. <laughs> you know, in Arsenal. I mean, the team that beat He plays five games for you guys when he's not hurt every year. Let's not talk about the injury. When he's healthy. On, on his day, bro. On his on day. His, no, on his day. On his day. I, on his day,
0: he's a top 10 defensive in the world. I will give you that. But he only has his day five times a season.
1: Oh, that's a little bit bold for you to say. He has to play more. Well, at least my know. team doesn't have Jorginho.
0: I immediately re- – I mean, Tyler Adams doesn't even really start for Leipzig. Like, I immediately regretted this take. <laughs> this is the this might be the worst. I've had and a that's, lot of bad takes. That's
1: pod. Pretty that might be the worst take I've ever had. You know, it was emotional. We brought up 4th emotional. of July. Was, you know, all the like depleted. patriotism was just like pulsing through your blood. Um, so American, it's okay. I, okay. Say, okay. I We'll sit, give, we'll I, give I, a pass. I sit
0: and pretend to listen to Joe Rogan just like every other pure-blooded American.
1: <laughs> pretend? Dude. He's uh, it's either Joe Rogan or Pat McAfee, bro. Like
0: Pat McAfee. Pat McAfee is Joe Rogan for Democrats. And I love dude, him. Dude,
1: Pat, Pat, oh, Pat McAfee is fun. Pat McAfee is fun. He
0: just wants to, talk yeah. about MMA. he wants to wear like cutoffs and like talk about MMA and football. He's, he just, on. he's like, he's like, I have no idea what to, what to talk about for basketball. He's, uh, he's new. Also, me. Like,
1: he's like JJ Reddick
0: for football. He's great. And I love him. And he's also, a big
1: fan of the MLS. He was a big supporter of the Apple TV deal. We love it. We love to see it. We and we him. can't forget to mention Boston sucks. Uh, uh, very important. Uh, yeah. Definitely. I will, I will die. And he's a Pittsburgh health. guy. I'm a big Steelers guy. Love him. But anyway, back to Brendan Aronson. This coming World Cup, don't see him starting, but I wouldn't be upset if he came on at the 60th minute every single game as a super sub. I wouldn't mind it. I would love it, actually. So that's Orange what I say for Brendan Aronson. This coming World Cup, obviously, that's coming up. The U.S. Men's National Team, baby. We had to get them in somehow, so I'm glad we got it in. Thank you,
0: Connor. Just, uh real quick, bold U.S. Men's National take for you. Wanted to run it by you. Yeah, Brendan Aronson is a false nine.
1: Well, he's certainly not a true number nine. So, yeah. Because we're missing the
0: striker spot. I feel like we need to get Aronson into the squad.
1: Dude, yeah, that striker spot is kind of what concerns me the most. I mean, outside of the center backs, just because um, Robinson did get hurt, Mm. you know, that was kind of the one surefire thing we had going for us. So I need to see a lot of, you know, John Brooks, Chris Richards, Palmer Brown, Uh, Walker Peters uh, Zimmerman like what kind of what what combination are we coming out with outside of that midfield set like Mm -hmm. no need to touch the midfield reina stays healthy if death stays healthy great wonderful if they don't we'll find a way to survive but the striker is definitely where we are most messed up Jesus Ferreira eh. Ricardo Pepe eh i mean dk uh eh, we'll see
0: right caps like there's we're just so lost to trigger like Hashi wright is getting caps
1: dude we give Did no guys- there's no consistency i don't think we're ever gonna get it i do hope that zach stefan finds another home for this season to get some reps reports are that he does want to go somewhere else to get those reps we'll see if it actually happens i think city recently signed a goalie so i think that would be good if he could get his way out of there even as for loan just for this season so we'll see. Hopefully it happens. Um, but as for the striker, yeah, we're probably done for. We'll see what happens. You know, sub Aronson in there, eh? Whatever happens, you know what? Put John Brooks up there, don't care. And either way, I don't think our nine is gonna be a factor at the World Cup. I think we're gonna have to find goals other ways. Do you guys think that um United States has a is gonna have like you think England is gonna lose that group? Cause I don't know, I haven't been really sold on England. Sure, they've been playing the what is it, the Nations League in Europe, and they've kind of sucked. Yeah, they've been really bad. Yeah, they've been bad.
0: I don't know. We can get it. I'm sure we'll end up doing like a World Cup preview and do teams. But England's problem to me is mostly like Gareth Southgate is like dedicated to like five guys, and he's dedicated to like playing, like not playing left back. He's dedicated to like he's like Rashford has to get in here somehow. Like it's just he plays weird lineups and he doesn't play the guys that are hot, he doesn't play the guys that like need to play. I don't know. I, I mean, if it's I could see Southgate like Southgating and just kind of getting kicked out of the group, like that's a good like Iran, Wales, US Men's National Team. Like, those are good teams. I can see I could it's not out of balance. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, Eng- England currently sits at the bottom of their nations league group with two draws and two losses. But I will say their group is Hungary, who sits at the top of the group, Germany, Italy, England. So it's a good group. England sitting at the bottom, you know, Hungary not, not being at the ball. bottom at the bit is the biggest surprise to me. But um, you know, it's it's never like against England's, you know, narrative prerogative to kind of fold at a tournament. So you never know. We can't like I'm not putting my money down that England's gonna win the group or even make it out of the group just because you know, never know. It's yeah. not coming home. That's what I'm hearing. It's never coming home. Well, it didn't come home in the Euros. So who's to say it was it's already home there? <laughs> I mean to draw back. I just want to draw back to English
0: team uh, just to wrap up here. Last English team we're going to talk about in this episode: Michael Aston Villa, Aston Villa. Villa is it Villa
1: or is it Villa? It's Villa. It's okay. It's It's if you're if it's a Hispanic team, you say Villa. But Mm -hmm. like it's an English team in the English Premier League, where their manager is Steven Gerrard. It's Villa. Just call it Villa. You don't have to be fancy. That is the widest team I, I can think of. Just, just please say it with like English, like an American accent or like an English accent. But I John could see Michael has
0: spoken. Thank you. I don't know. I could see John McGinn in like a thick Scottish accent being like, "Oi, via." <laughs> I could see that.
1: Uh, it seems wrong though. But yeah, Aston Villa. You know, last season they finished eleventh. You know, mm. they signed Gerard from the Scottish Premier League, who won undefeated, by the way. So. What do you think? They're gonna go they're gonna be crazy, right? They have Coutinho 14th downgraded, did not play as good. Um, they had the chance to actually give Liverpool the title, which you know Gerard would have liked to do, and just like in Gerard fan sh- fashion, he slipped up again and they lost. <laughs> they lost. <laughs> just a little slip of joke right there. I couldn't hesitate to do it, but um yeah, um, seems like Villa are going to need some changes. They were not impressive last season. They kept they kept Coutinho for literally pennies on the dime. So they took that page from Chelsea by, you know, Barcelona took a page from Chelsea by giving players away for basically pennies of what they paid for. Um, and it seems like they're trying to make the right decisions, but I'm not exactly sold on them. What do you guys think?
0: I don't know. I think, like, that. it feels, like, promising. Like, they did have another coach to start the season – uh, he gets fired. Girard comes on from Rangers. I really think, like, this is a promising team. I can see this team finishing like, fifth or sixth. I really do. I think their biggest thing is, like, Ollie Watkins has to stop playing right wing. Like, you have to, like, just, like, you have to be, like, I have two really good strikers. I have an attacking mid. We don't need to play wide. Just play narrow. Let the fullbacks get wide. You have, like, a lot of pro- like Jacob Ramsey's is a very promising midfielder. McGinn might be one of the most, uh, maybe Sands like Ward Prowse might be like the most like underrated midfielder in Prem. Like, there's a promising team. They just signed Boubacar Kamara from um, Olympic Marseille. Uh, what a pull for me because I did not know that off the top of my head. Um, yeah, so that, there's a lot of promising guys in that squad. I really do think that team can finish a lot higher. And I think a full season of Girard building momentum, playing the way they need to play, I think they can get there.
1: Yeah, I, I have more confidence that Gerard is a manager than I do of, you know, Lampard. Mm. And I think he could, he could do a really good job with them, given a full season, a full opportunity for it. Um, but despite that, I feel like the league next year is going to be very competitive, even more so. And I think they need to make some more, you know, adjustments, personally, if they're going to want to compete or push even further. Because, it seems like the top four has gotten more aggressive, obviously. They might not, they're obviously not going for a top four. They're more competitive, or they're more in like equal terms to teams like West Ham and, you know, um, I was it called, um, Leicester and Wolves. And I feel like despite maybe Leicester, the other guys seem a lot more stronger than they do. So I yeah. think it's going to be a top season next year. I also want to argue that I think. Uh, Palace is going to be pretty good next year, too. They looked really good with Vieira as a manager. They were playing very good. They were taking points away from big teams. I also think Brighton is going to be very nice to see next year. They obviously were dismantling big clubs with the destruction of Man United at their home. So who knows? Like, I don't I don't see Villa doing that crazy. I don't think it's Gerard's fault, per se. I just feel like the club doesn't have enough to compete with the other big teams in England. Yeah, I'm a huge Zaha fan, so I could definitely, like, see if he pops off. He always seems to do very well, especially against big teams. Um, I think he had a couple big goals against United this past season uh, to kind of, like, you know, put the nail in the coffin for them. Um, But, Connor, you said Villa finishing top six wouldn't surprise you? I don't think it's going to happen. I think it's more likely to finish. Okay. So, if it were to happen, what would need to, like, who is going to be the reason? Like, if there's going to be one person on their team that's going to be the reason, or that is my first question. Who's going to, like, pop off out of nowhere for them for that to happen? And then, two, what top six team from this past season would fall out, do you think?
0: Well, I mean, I think the obvious answer for the team that falls out is Manchester United. They are not good. There's no, like, especially if they lose Ronaldo. Like, what are they what are they going to do? What are they going to play Bruno as a false nine? They got blown out with the last time. They did, did that one time last year, lost 3-0. Um, I don't see them, like, I don't see United finishing high. I think if you're Bye. looking, at, like, like with, Villa, with uh, Villa, Danny Ings did not play very well last year. If you can get Danny Ings in, like, top form, like, where he needs to be, I think, like, if you're getting, like, 15 out of him, 15 out of Ollie Watkins, get 10 and 10 out of Coutinho, like, that's a dangerous team. I think Jacob Ramsey could really come out and, like really surprise people. He's a very talented midfielder, uh, still very young. I believe he's twenty. I think he could really come out, really pop off for them, have an excellent season too. I think there's some promise on the squad.
1: Ah, uh, I don't know, man. I feel like I give I give more credit to United. I think mm-hmm. if they have a better manager, personally. Just as an opinion, I think Ten Hag is a better manager than Gerard is. I feel like if the club is doing what they say they're going to do and they're going to give him a full backing on what he wants to get, mm. then they can make a nice run. They're going for Lissandro Martinez now, who played in Ajax with him and is looking – he's also being scouted by Arsenal. He plays left back, so that's a good signing for them. Um, in general, I, I feel that United need to change. If they don't make changes this summer, they're going to fall probably worse than they did last year and with Ronaldo not being content Rashford seeming to forget how to play football um Greenwood going to jail um it seems like that team's kind of fumbling apart and it, it's it's like it's crazy to see if I'm being honest like that's that was one of the the big boys in England now being like basically bullied out of the top four top five even
0: yeah it's weird I mean their drop-off is so crazy just not like I don't know. You, you've seen with a couple other teams you saw with Barca recently when they haven't been as good, they get kind of committed to bringing in more uh, name value than they are to like bringing in a squad.
1: Yeah. But, but Barca at least yeah. brought yeah. Civil War still, you know? Yeah. United kept talking like they were going to be the next big thing. But for four years, they were not winning anything. I think now it's like technically five years, then they haven't won a single trophy. Last time they won a trophy was with. Jose Mourinho is our manager, who he claims his time at United winning like an actual trophy was the hardest thing he's ever done, which shows you that, like, probably we don't know how bad it really was there.
0: Yeah. Well, maybe that's why we call it needs and wants, man. Maybe that's why, like, United needs to not suck and they want to be good.
1: Yeah. Ooh. And if they aren't, they'll end up on part two of this podcast next year with mm. us wearing all black funeral for the teams that. Died this season. Pulling so up in the suits. So they don't want to uh, rise and crew style. So if they don't want to end up in the the blacked out episode for the men in black we have here, they'll do better next season. They will. They will. Rest in peace, Fulham. <laughs> next season. Well, Andres Pereira, man, he's going to carry them. Yeah, sure, that's going to happen. The Anthony Robinson
0: experience, man.
1: I don't yeah, know. Good for, good for Robinson getting that that Premier League experience hopefully it doesn't like totally mentally destroy him before the World Cup I hope not I mean City he
0: will have to play I'm sure before the World Cup
1: I'm, I'm curious to... I think I think he might have a hamstring injury that day I'm curious what do you guys think is going to be the three teams relegating next season like who do you currently have? I and like mm, it seems like they're gonna fall. Like off. early look, don't have to like don't worry about their signings. Don't worry about like just mm. early to the top of the head. Who do you think are not gonna perform next season and get relegated?
0: Really I'm gonna go pulling this up. Uh, Nottingham Forest, I feel like is the easy one. Okay. Uh. Hmm. I'm going to say Nottingham Forest, Brentford, Everton.
1: I don't get a lot of
0: problems with Everton. They're not doing anything. Like, Tarkowski is the only guy they've signed.
1: I don't don't... (laughs) – maybe. I'm going to go – dang, that's hard. Okay, I'm going – Nottingham Forest is going back down. And then I'm going to agree with Everton. I think Everton goes back. Well, not back. (laughs) They're they're going to be in the fight again, and they're not going to win the fight this time. (laughs) And then I think I'm going to go Southampton. I think they've kind of consistently sat at the bottom middle table. And I think that this year, I think, Bournemouth has always had a pretty decent squad in Premier League. I don't think they'll be a one and done. I could see Fulham falling back, not gonna lie. Yeah. yeah I, I, I could see that too. I Mine is, I have Fulham. I think 910 is gonna actually stay up, surprisingly. I think Burma, AFC Bournemouth is gonna probably go down. And mm-hmm. I have to agree with, well, Southampton last season towards the end was horrible. I, I think people disrespect Brentford so hard. That team is money balling in, and I believe they're going to do it. I think they're going to stay in the league for usually the second year after staying up. It's like the Blues, and they kind of get relegated. I I don't know. I feel like Brentford is going to fight their hardest and try to be a consistent competition, or at least you know mid-table in the Premier League for a while. I'm, I'm rooting for them. I, I hope they accomplish it. <laughs>
0: I mean, no one wants to see Brentford get relegated. Like it's it's one of those. It's a good. It's a feel good team, man. They have a good story. Not a lot of money. Eriksson coming back. Fun Dude, speaking of feel in good
1: stories and Eriksson, how about him going to United? Uh, his is over. Oh no! Can't do that to him. I don't. I don't know how that's going to work out. I saw him, oh, yeah, that the was kind of uh, random for me. Weird.
0: I, I saw on uh, – I forgot who tweeted this on Twitter, but um, Erics, it's like Erickson when uh, Ten Hog asked him to play defensive minutes. Uh, Obadiah Stone playing the arc reactor out of Tony, Tony
1: Stark's chat. Oh, yes, I saw <laughs> Yeah, yeah I, I, I don't know but, why, like, oh, I guess. Like, he's a great player, but yeah, I, I mean, think they're um, already
0: – when United inevitably plays with, like, Bruno Fernandez is a false nine, and then the mid, the starting midfield is, like, Erickson, Donny Van de Beek, um, Frankie de Young, that's, that's like, an eighth-place squad.
1: Like... God <laughs> oh, damn. No. You know, maybe it's just a cover. So, like, when they are playing bad and yeah. they put him in, they get some positive attention. They're like, yes, go Erickson. Way to, way to be here. They need and then they forget attention. that like united sitting in like 10th they can they can be like guys look we have erickson you like erickson right look at this shiny thing right here Oh, erickson, ma- erickson, erickson Oh, i remember christian erickson
0: erickson the goal and assist today man united lose 4-2
1: <laughs> yeah. for now, it's like, gonna be Tree! like those mike trout and shohei otani stats yeah. where it's like otani hits a home run and strikes out nine trout hits two home runs hits for the cycle today yeah. angels lose like 13 to 5 like, it's like damn Hard.
0: shohei's putting up the numbers that babe ruth couldn't put up and like like mike trout is the best player in the history of baseball and they're gonna
1: they finish like 75 and 98 Dude, yeah baseball yeah. Yeah, I know what you guys are talking about. For yeah. all those people that don't know, the Angels are essentially like I don't even think there's a comparison in, in the football world. I don't big
0: big team that signs uh big players and has re- a couple of really good players on it, but consistently underperforms no matter what.
1: Managers there are constantly
0: getting fired.
1: There has to be a team. There Everton. Like
0: that.
1: They bring names, bring constantly managers. Oh, maybe it's Tottenham. Honestly, it's United, Kane, and, Kane it's and Son not winning anything really. It might be a Tottenham. Okay. It could that's be literally Tottenham. United. Tottenham. They bring United brought in like three managers in one season. That's true. <laughs> oh, that's true. The like Angels non-true. are on like their interim, interim, interim manager right now. So, isn't that Let's fun? See. That's what happens when you fight such an unsophisticated sport so once they're lost well this was fun
0: guys this was fun this has been uh primary league needs and wants part two uh i'm sure we'll probably end up doing well Liga for this too uh maybe bounce around some other clubs maybe do germany maybe do france uh we'll see but uh this has been off the bar podcast i'm connor o'brien joined once again michael figueroa chris will great pod thanks for tuning in guys had fun on this one uh yeah, next week, uh, La Liga, maybe? Who
1: knows? Sui. Who knows? Nice to